0: You're listening to Two Gomers Run a Marathon, the Sub Five Strive, a podcast about two regular guys doing an irregular thing as fast as they can. This is the special Christmas Eve episode for Christmas 2010. Oh. Ho, ho, ho.
1: Merry Christmas, indeed. (laughs) We're both in Verona, Wisconsin, or actually Madison, Wisconsin. Madison, Wisconsin. Might sound weird because we're recording on one mic um, around the dinner table at the Gromman household. (laughs) It's one
0: of the two rare times when we're together every year. Yep. um, And recording. Hey, dude, we better take that phone away. (laughs) Yeah, that's the problem. That sucked.
1: I forgot about that. Yeah. So we've been having computer problems, so occasionally uh, the computer just crashes Whilst recording, so as we've said before, we're now redundantly recording as well with the Voice Memo app on the iPhone. Right. But it might cause
0: problems. (laughs) So if it sounds weird, that's why. Yeah. Um, And uh, we also just got back from our annual Gomer Christmas dinner. Annual?
1: Did we do that last year?
0: No. First annual. First annual Gomer Christmas dinner. (laughs) P.F. Chang's. And, yeah, and it was basically we just felt like going to P.F. Chang's. <laughs> so who knows if this is a tradition or not. Right. But uh, we, uh, we went there, it was happy hour, we got there at like 5.59, yep. and convinced the kind waiter to let us. Actually, it was 6.01. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> and he said, okay, we can get the happy hour stuff. And we ordered a lot of stuff. I knew it was a lot when we ordered it. Yep. Um, but then when it came, yeah. Uh, I was like, oh, I think this is our food. And you're like, no, it's for that, like, party of 12 (laughs) next to us. But it was ours. I couldn't believe how much crap we got. Yeah.
1: Well, I think it's actually a good illustration. Like, normally when you go to Chinese or out to dinner sometimes, you get the appetizer. Yep. Maybe a soup. Mm -hmm. And then your entree or whatever. Yep. But it came all at once. (laughs) So, actually, that's kind of an interesting picture as to how much food you actually normally eat
0: when you go out. It all came at once, and then he set it out all on the table. Right. And we had to, like, push everything else off the table. (laughs) So that our three appetizers, <laughs> humongous bowl of soup, yeah. entree rice bowls, yeah, and additional plates could fit on there. And we took a picture of it. We'll put it up there.
1: Yeah, we did get brown rice though. <laughs> so
0: we're watching our
1: figure. Yeah. So, anyways, um, Gomer dinner was super great. Yep. Now we are recording a podcast. And then about to go out for drinks and burgers with
0: some friends. And then edit this at some point before dawn breaks. Right. So we can put it out as promised on Christmas Eve. Yes. Sweet. Speaking of which, this is our special Christmas Eve special. Mm Mm-hmm. Which, you know, I kind of regret promising.
1: (laughs) Yeah. We we put out a lot of stuff um, because we promised four downloads in five days. Right. So we had to come up with something else to put out. Yep. And we've always wanted to kind of go back... (laughs) ...to what we have um, recorded in our dissertations. I, rec- I talked about Home Alone soundtrack.
0: Yep. I talked about um, a Christmas sto- the links between a Christmas story and... Christmas vacation. Yeah, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. So this is yep. sort of going to be a little bit of a rewind. Um, we're going to replay those dissertations for you. They, they ended up being one of our most popular segments we ever did. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're just going to replay those to get uh, people... ...continue people in the Christmas mood... And then we're going to share a little bit more afterwards and maybe do a um, point-counterpoint type dissertation after that. So this is from Christmas 09, um, our Gomer dissertation, so please enjoy.
1: But don't worry, it's not all a rewind. At the end, we're going to talk who knows how long about Home Alone 1 versus Home Alone 2 and Die Hard 1 versus Die Hard 2.
0: The merit of Christmas sequels, whether they match up to the beginning. So, that should be interesting. So, stick around. Ooh. The gomers get ultra geeky.
1: Oh, where's my glasses?
0: One of the best parts about starting a new section is developing a new jingle. Right. <laughs> the thing is, I don't wear glasses. <laughs> but, but it still works somehow. <laughs> right. So this is our new section. Uh, we're kind of offering this for Christmas a little bit, but we're going to continue this. The gomers get ultra geeky, as if we're not geeky mm-hmm. enough. But uh, yeah. both of us have saw a couple of things that we want to talk about. And so we just decided to make a new section.
1: Yeah, I mean, basically this section is going to be something that either both of us are interested or one of us are interested in.
0: And our listeners may or may not be interested in.
1: <laughs> right, that's why we put tracks on the podcast so you can just skip past stuff you don't
0: like. Exactly, this may be one of them. But um, both of these uh, kind of things that we want to talk about are Christmas-themed, right? So we thought this is a yep. perfect time to start this. You've been mm-hmm. promising your Home Alone dissertation for quite a while. Right. Uh-huh. I think it's been a year. Yeah, more than a year, <laughs> but I have just a, a small thing I want to talk about real quick before we get to that. Is that all right? Yeah, totally. Okay, um, I my dissertation is this. I would like to suggest uh, that the following, that National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, is a sequel to A Christmas Story. Brilliant. Now, now, just hear me out here. Here's why I think this. I think Ralphie Parker from A Christmas Story is Clark Griswold from Christmas Vacation. I think they're the same kind of character, right? The kind of every man doofus guy. Yeah. Yeah. Gomers, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Both of them. For sure. Gomers, both. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think they both want something throughout the movie, right? Ralphie wants his gun, and Clark wants the pool, the bonus check. And, then, and the red bikini lady. <laughs> red bikini lady, which, which well, leads me to my next thing, which they both fantasize about that throughout the movie. Clark's fantasies uh-huh. are a little bit more mature than Ralphie, yeah. but still, they both fantasize about it. There's a point at the end of the movie where you think they're not going to get it, but then they do. Um, and just a ton of random Christmas stuff happens throughout the movie. There's no plot except for they want something.
2: Right. And
0: it works uh, Like time-wise, it works too. Like Ralphie and Clark are... In in the, the places that they land in the space-time continuum, it works. He could be the same guy. Yeah. So totally. that's what I would like to suggest. I actually wrote a, like a 20-page paper on this. I'll spare you the details. But um, <laughs> Ralphie <laughs> Parker from A Christmas Story is Clark Griswold from uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation as a child. The end. That's it. Awesome, dude. I love it. I think I just blew somebody's mind out there. Yeah,
1: as soon as I saw that on Facebook, dude, I was like, that is brilliant. (laughs) All right, that's
0: all. But I'm looking forward to your much long-promised Home Alone dissertation. So let's hear some of that. Okay.
1: Yeah, I hope it lives up. The thing is, it's like I actually have so much stuff on this, dude. Yeah. So this – I'm thinking a John Williams uh, section of the Gomers Get Extra Geeky is going to, like, develop. (laughs) Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Because, like, dude, doing – like, my little fun little research for this, I found quite a few awesome things. Okay. So I think this is going to become a regular, you know, segment every now and then. Tweet. Not every week. Okay, anyways. So, dude, I wanted to get into a little bit of how movie scores happen. Okay. Okay? Basically what happens is, like, a director often writes and even edits and cuts a movie to music. Yeah. Like, for example... In the movie Star Wars originally I believe George Lucas tried to cut the movie to the planets oh interesting and it won't work because it's set in its own ways and so like you try to make it fit your movie so apparently what he did is he asked John Williams to write a piece that sounds like Mars from the planets for the opening sequence huh So, part of that is why I think so much movie music, if you really know the classical repertoire, is just lifted straight up. Right. Yeah, got it. Of the repertoire. And so, I'm going to give many examples over the next months uh-huh. of, like, <laughs> ripoffs. But, like, another example, dude, would be the movie Die Hard. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. I don't know if you ever noticed, but, like, basically, at least the first one, they actually really did cut up Beethoven 9, right. the
0: last movement, yeah. and just use it. In a really cool way. Dude, I love that score. Oh, yeah. Like, they they do something with, the like, the jingle bells where they distort the sound throughout that kind of ripped off. Um, it yeah. sounds so cool.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, basically, they cut it in a really cool way that, like, it, it just, it is Beethoven 9, but he adds things and stuff. Right. What John Williams does is he actually takes pieces and then, like, makes them his own. Uh-huh. But, you know, it's hard to say if that's okay or not. Like, you know... Yeah. So let's get to Home Alone, okay. shall yes, we? Yes,
0: let's do. Okay.
1: So the the Home Alone score I don't think is like super epic and sweeping like Hook, right? You know where the hook is like a musical. Yeah, it's it. That's a great score. It's more like nostalgic and sentimental, right? Like in earlier trailers of the movie, dude, the the score was actually Bruce Broughton, huh? Who wrote like uh, I don't know, lots of stuff like the new Miracle on 34th Street. If you want to hear what its Home Alone score might have been like. Okay. Um, but dude, I guarantee it wouldn't have been as cool. Yeah. And I believe that home alone is as good as it is because of the music.
0: Oh, definitely.
1: Like, I think it adds a layer that is just awesome. I was
0: talking to Jessica today. We were watching home alone Mm two, And you know, the, the opening credits, right. And you see John Williams there. And I was like, how did they rope him into two home alone movies? But you're, I mean, it's, it's so good that they did because those movies would be half as good. If somebody else had done the score, I think. That's what he's amazing at, dude, Mm -hmm. is like writing music
1: that's perfect for what they need. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. that's perfectly timed. Okay, all of that bringing us to Home Alone and where did John Williams get the inspiration and or when they were making the movie, what were they thinking when they were making it and then ask John Williams, make something to sound like this. right? Okay, so without a doubt, much of it is Nutcracker. Oh, yeah. If you were to listen to the opening credits okay. of Home Alone, right. with Dance of the Sugar Palm Fairies, dude, yeah. that's exactly... Okay, so here it is. Okay, so that's basically the opening to Home Alone. Right. <laughs> Like, I believe that it's it's more thickly orchestrated. Right. Like, it's totally obvious that when they wrote that, that they were like, um, dude, can you make something that sounds like Dance of the Sugar Purple <laughs> Some nice celeste, some clarinet, right. you know. <laughs> All right, so the next part, dude. Yeah. The the song called Holiday Flight. Oh, yeah, I love that one. Okay, so here's an example of what it sounds like.
0: running through o'hare
1: right now here's where he got the idea for that okay Okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh man that's amazing
1: it's like the exact same key yep it's the exact same meter it's like freaking the same (laughs) so then we've got the b section okay Okay, do you know was that nutcracker or was that home Alone? that was
0: nutcracker i think
1: okay yeah so you got the cellos the winds going nuts okay here's 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 the uh b section for home alone holiday flight yeah like just the cellos going nuts <laughs> the winds doing the offbeats. yep okay now you cut into some nutcracker again And then Home Alone.
0: <laughs> I'm starting to get confused. It sounds so similar. <laughs> okay,
1: here's the last note for The Nutcracker. Huh. And here's the last note for Home Alone. <laughs> <laughs> so I love that <laughs> That's amazing, dude. Basically the same thing. Okay, one last thing. Yeah. You know, the Somewhere in My Memory thing? Oh,
0: yeah.
1: Later in the movie, John Williams uses it, but he, like,
0: offsets it. Right, yeah. He uses a theme. Okay, so hook.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Right? Okay, now you've got... Um, so then Harry Potter. Booty dooty, dooty, Oh wait, 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 what is that?
0: No, no. Oh man, I was just whistling Schindler's List. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. No, no, no. Harry Potter is dooty,
1: doo Dee Dee Doo Doo. So that's basically it. So at least he rips himself yeah, off. Yeah, he
0: just kept kept ripping himself off. The him who ripped right. Nutcracker off.
1: <laughs> right. Um, and then finally, dude, there's this little tuba part uh-huh. that goes. Bum, bum, bee, ba, da, ba, ba. Okay. So we got Star Wars. Right? So I love that crap. So anyways, there's some random stuff about Home Alone. And what I think about it and where it
0: came from. <laughs> Amazing stuff, dude. Only Gomer One would be able to come up with something <laughs> like that. <laughs> For sure, dude. <laughs> ah, the memories. Uh memories. Christmas Somewhere in memories. The memories. Right. Yep. Um, so dude, I had one more thought this year when I was watching National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. What was he expecting for the amount in his bonus check Mm. to be able to buy an in-ground pool? Yep. First of all. Yep. And then second of all, remember that one part where he's like, and if it's big enough, I'll fly everybody out here to christen it. Yeah, yeah, Like sure. 20 grand? Yeah. Do people get 20, $25,000 bonus (laughs) checks? It didn't seem like he had that great of a job.
1: Well, it was the 80s. (laughs) Right? Or was yeah. it the early 90s? Late 80s? It was 80s. Okay. So, like, money was flowing like water back then. <laughs> that's
0: true. Like, the me generation.
1: Yeah, that was the me generation. That was, like, the McMansion. Yeah. Right? And they, I don't know, does it say where they live? Uh, Chi-town, I think.
0: Yeah, probably, like, northern Illinois. Yep. That's where all the John Hughes stuff is, right? Yep, for sure. Um, Ooh, both our movies are John Hughes. Yeah, that's true. Did we So, anyways, that? I was just like, what kind of check? Mm-hmm is he expecting? Yeah. $20,000. For sure. To put an in-ground
1: pool in and fly everybody out. <laughs> and like that's that's a pretty small like pretty huge thing for him to cut. Right. Like so you can see why he wanted to save money. <laughs> He's giving every employee $20,000.
0: Yeah, I know. Enough for an in-ground pool. I won't do that this year. Right. We save $2 million. <laughs>
1: the one other note I like, dude, is I like how um all the packages are, like, the same size when he when he brings a present to his boss. Yeah. He's like, what does he say? Like, uh, get me somebody.
0: Yeah. Get me somebody while I'm waiting. <laughs>
1: you know, yeah. The boss. Yeah. Love it. Good stuff. Okay, so, dude, I got one other quick. I've got three other Nutcracker examples, but we don't have time. Okay. So I'm just going to show you one other real quick one. Okay. Okay, this is literally just played on my computer, and there's a microphone. So, um, here we go. Okay, so there's your nutcracker, right? Uh-huh. Here's here's uh home alone. Bee-be-doo, bee-be-doo, <laughs> yep. Same crap, dude. He's still doing it. <laughs> still
0: going it. strong. A year later. <laughs> <laughs> that Johnny <laughs> Well, um, you know, speaking of home alone, uh we had started this conversation I think last year on the podcast. Yep. And I've had this conversation with several other people since then and so we wanted to um, just give people a little treat mm-hmm. and hear us talking about it mm. on air um, and that is Home Alone versus Home Alone 2 that's the initial question yep. but then I was really starting to think about Die Hard versus Die Hard 2 Toad um, this year and so I don't know where you're landing on either of those right now but the basic question is does a Christmas sequel um, live up to its predecessor right Um. Like, when I heard they were making a Home Alone 2, I was like, not going to be as good as the first one.
1: See, dude, that's classic me and you, because I was like, yes, <laughs> more. And I was like, what, eighth grade?
0: <laughs> yes. So, yeah, my eighth grade mind was going, they can't possibly leave him alone again. <laughs> How are they going to work that plot line out? Right, right. Um, and then, you know, Die Hard and Die Hard 2 were not on my radar, I mm-hmm. don't think, when they first came out. True. But um, when you watch Die Hard 1, you really do think, could they top this? Right. And so my question that I feel like posing here on Christmas Eve, mm-hmm. while families are sitting around the Yule log <laughs> listening to the comers, <laughs> um, is do the sequels of these movies, uh, are they better? Are they equal? Are they less as, less good than the originals? Right. Well, so so last year
1: I said that Home Alone 2 became my favorite.
0: Right, and I thought that was heresy.
1: Right. I was, Um, like, mad. Because I said the whole time I was waiting for them to go to New York, and they didn't. So (laughs) I was, like, stupid. (laughs) But then this year, see, I'm flip-flopping. This year, I, like, thoroughly enjoyed Home Alone 1 because it's so classic. Right. And we talked about the timelessness of it. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, is Home Alone 2 any less timeless? Any more timeless?
0: Well, there is, like, that. He uses that. Recorder, Yeah. It's a tape deck, basically.
1: Yep. Total.
0: Give me a break. Dude, imagine what
1: he could do with iPhone now. Oh, I know. Yeah. He'd, he'd have an
0: iPad and his little
1: backpack with his cookies.
0: He could play cool jerk through that thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Definitely. So I think what you're saying, the, the classic thing, yep. is I think the kind of the trump card for both Home Alone 1 and Die Hard 1. They're like the originals. Right. Right? And then Die Hard is like the original action movie in that genre I think like yeah. then people are like die hard on a boat mm-hmm, mm-hmm. die hard
1: in a plane uh, die hard almost like changed action the the genre right. for sure like yeah. it was huge for that yeah I mean so,
0: speed is trying to be like die hard right uh, millions of others so I think you could say oh the originals are both best on both of those because they're the originals mm-hmm. but you like Home Alone too because of the setting I, I, I just better. love
1: I love New York mhm and I love the way it, it feels to be in New York at Christmas. Right. So, which is part of why Elf rocks. Yeah. You know. Yeah, totally. Um, the mom got a haircut though, Catherine O'Hara. That haircut, I remember being like, oh, <laughs> that kind of stinks. Yep.
0: And then the Lesen Compitante girl isn't in the second one.
1: Different sister fell off the face of the earth to do that like tennis, <laughs> yeah. that tennis um, sitcom where she was a tennis player. What? <laughs>
0: I, I vaguely remember that. Wow. No, I don't remember that that's at all.
1: Random '80s stuff. <laughs> yeah.
0: So that's the so the weird thing is this year, I liked my viewing of Home Alone two better. Mm. Um, and that's because I thought it was funnier. Mm. Like, there's more adult parts. Yeah. Not not in that sense, but yeah, like yeah, there's yeah. more grown up actors. Yep. In the second one, right? There's Tim Curry.
1: Yeah. There, there's more. There. Yeah. There's more characters. Oh, yeah. Okay. Tim Curry.
0: Uh huh. And what's his name? Deuce Bigelow, male oh, yeah. Bigelow. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Oh, see, his part is
0: genius. Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and then, I mean, there's John Candy in the first one. R.I.P. Yep. Um, But he's not as... I, I think there's funnier parts. And then the I think the funniest part in both movies is the... um, He's been smooching with my my brother. Yeah, right? Was yeah, that it? Yeah. And he's smooching with everybody. <laughs> right. Al, Leo, little Bo with the gimpy legs, Cheeks, <laughs> bony Bob, Cliff and then there's that guy named Cliff. So like that scene is super funny. I don't think anything matches up humor-wise in the first one to that. So maybe that's yep. just what I needed this year was I needed a funny film. Nice. Um and so I really enjoyed Home Alone 2 and then I got into the New York thing too, like mm-hmm. Christmas movies in New York are the best ones.
1: Totally. Dude, I have to I have to note about the Rob Schneider part. Yeah. When when he's like when that when uh Cliff is like
0: it's a lie. <laughs>
1: Everybody needs to watch Rob Schneider at that part because his face is amazing. Yeah. I bet people have missed that. It's so good.
0: Go back and watch. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, and the problem with number two, though, is Buzz is such an idiot. Oh. I hate him. (laughs) (laughs) Like that stupid courtroom scene at the beginning. Right. right, When Buzz is trying to convict Kevin. Yeah. Like, why would they buy into that? Mm -hmm. And then... At the end, when he's like, "Kevin got us here. He should open the first gift." Mm-hmm. Ugh, it just drives me nuts. So, more buzz is not a good thing. But otherwise, I actually liked Home Alone Two. I'm kind of landing on Home Alone Two as a better Ooh. movie this
1: year. Wow, wow. See, dude. Okay, one other funny part about Home Alone Two. Mm-hmm. Amazing part is when uh, when they're doing the singing with the choir, and the and the accompanist falls. <laughs> Falls off the ledge. Right. Like, backwards off the stool and then off the ledge backwards. That's yep. amazing. Yeah. Like, that's very comedic. And then that Uncle Frank is the only person laughing and pointing. Yeah. And everyone the- else is like, ooh. Yeah. Brilliant. Yep. Yeah, good Dude, stuff. Dude, you know, I, I guess I never really thought about how much funnier Home Alone 2 is. Mm-hmm. That's really good. Lots and lots of slapstick. Which is why I think, like, I, I remember adults not liking it as much, actually, originally. They're
0: like, too much... Too much violence. Too much violence. Too much slapstick. Last night, Jessica and I watched it with uh, one of her sisters, and we counted how many times they would have died. The, the two <laughs> robbers. Yeah, for sure. Like, dead. Yep. Every time that brick hits their head from the eighth floor. For sure. That would have killed them. Crushed yeah. their skull. But for some reason, it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that's terrible. I know. So, dude,
1: okay, our friend Chad um, emailed us this, this top ten list. Mm-hmm. that that i think is really funny. Yeah. And um do you want to just read it down?
0: Yeah, so this is um Chad's list of home, he calls it home alone one and two greatest hits, ranked from 10 to 1, the one being the worst. Okay. And it's basically the 10 worst injuries. Right. That what what is it Marvin what's the other guy's name? Harry and Marv. Harry and Marv go through. So here we go. Drum roll please. Okay. Um number 10, the icy steps from Home Alone 1. Rough He falls right down on icy steps. Number nine, Home Alone 1 again. BB gun to the junk and forehead.
1: Dude, if that's number nine, where are we going (laughs) with this list?
0: (laughs) Number eight, iron to the face from Home Alone 1. That's when he pulls the string and it falls on his face. Uh, Number seven is quite similar. Bricks to the face, Home Alone 2. (laughs) I would have put that up. I think that would have just killed him. Yep. Um, Number six, stepping on the decorations with bare feet, Home Alone 1
1: crunchy you know that is very crunchy yep and I I enjoy that crunchy glass I don't know why
0: (laughs) you like that sound yeah (laughs) okay number five when he steps on the nail in Home Alone 1 (laughs) right yeah (laughs) that is horrid I can't even watch it number four blowtorch to the head that Mm -hmm. happens in both Home Alone 1 and 2 yep (laughs) number three electrocution from Home Alone (laughs) 2 remember that Oh, like, yeah. when they, they put that skeleton in. Yes. That is so stupid. <laughs> that, that, that's possibly
1: the only part that is actually just really stupid. Like, Besides
0: the Kevin looking at the camera parts. Oh. Like, they kind yeah. of... Like, I just imagine them being like, I oh, just put a skeleton in there. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> and put his hair on it. It'll be funny. Um, Number two. Marv falling from the front door to the basement in Home Alone 2. Mm-hmm. And number one. Oh, number one, okay. And th- I'm in full agreement. This is from Home Alone 2. Forty-pound iron pipe to the face, followed by paint cans to the back of the head, followed by falling all the way to the basement <laughs> from the second floor, followed by remember Kevin cuts the line on that pipe, yeah, and it hits them in the face again. Yep. Dead. Every single one of those would have killed them.
1: Yeah. Well, maybe not the the nail in the foot. No. Maybe tetanus.
0: Eventually. Yeah. A long slow a death. Long, slow death.
1: <laughs> Dude, two other ones I have to add though. Okay, the crowbar to the sternum. In Home Alone one, when he has that tarantula, he misses the spider. Don't move. Um, I hate that one. And then I also hate, but love to watch the um, the staple gun to the crotch. You know, you remember that? That's because he gets two staples in his nose. He left those out.
0: (laughs) Well, that's true. First, he gets it in his butt. He turns around and gets in the crotch, and then he falls down, and it hits him between the eyes.
1: Oh, okay. Yep. Yep.
0: I actually haven't watched it yet this year. We laugh at that. We must be really sick. Yeah. Um sure. anyways, I'm falling on Home Alone 2 this year. Sounds to me like you're leaning towards Home Alone 1.
1: Yeah, but dude, I don't know. What whatever. I don't, <laughs> I don't really care. I love them both. Yeah, okay, I'll go with Home Alone 1 just for sake of um that way we disagree.
0: Okay. All right. Now we'll see about uh, die hards. So, dude, okay. we need to decide which one we like better of the diehards, then. Oh, since we were so uh, decisive <laughs> on Home Alone 1 and 2. Right, exactly. Okay. Um, And you can't say you like the first one better because it's a classic. Okay. Um. So, I would say the first one has a better villain.
1: Dude, as we heard in our final Christmas episode.
0: Oh, don't shoot. <laughs> oh, God, no, don't shoot.
1: I love that. We got some cool comments about that. Bravo on your performance. <laughs> Thank you. And scene. <laughs> you should have done that.
0: <laughs> like, Hans Gruber is amazing.
1: Yeah. Soup, and
0: like all he wants is money. And he's yep. funny. Yep. Um, the villain in the second one is I-, I can't remember his name. I don't know who the actor is. And he's not funny.
1: He was in Rocket Man. Oh, he was? Do you remember do you remember Rocket Man with uh uh shoot no, <laughs> yeah I can't think of his Harlan name. Williams yeah. Harlan Williams yeah rocket. now that is a classic that is a classic <laughs> I haven't
0: seen that one for a long time oh yeah I, ha- I have
1: it on my computer <laughs> okay sweet I wonder if it's on the Apple TV <laughs> Ooh, spoiler alert
0: <laughs> wait people can know you got the Apple TV
1: oh yeah I got an Apple TV and a soda stream for Christmas oh man lucky yes that's some good presents yeah um okay but uh the, the villain in, in Die Hard 2 like dude I hate that one stupid yoga scene at the beginning
0: the naked scene yuck I hate that crap why do they need to put that in I don't know to kind of show you that he's like really an extreme person like, right he's hardcore yeah
1: didn't so, need to be naked
0: I know although I I bet
1: chicks say that all the time about women being naked in movies yeah right they're like and and guys are like <laughs> but girls are like
0: why would she come to the door <laughs> right <laughs> like exactly. that or whatever yeah. yeah so that's him doing yoga naked to yeah. us.
1: Right. So that's the ladies. Unnecessary. Maybe that's for the ladies. I don't know. Yeah.
0: So villain is definitely better in Die Hard One.
1: Yep. Um Point um point to Die Hard
0: One. Right. Music is better because there's more I think there's more Christmas music mixed into the okay. score of Die Hard One.
1: Okay, so another point to Die Hard One.
0: Right. Um. Any, anything else better about Die Hard 1 besides this the first one well
1: there is she's dying fenster there is shoot the glass with the bloody feet that's pretty iconic
0: yes that's a great mechanic they use that he's barefoot the whole time that's genius yep Twinkies mm-hmm. Carl
1: Winslow Carl Winslow okay we've got five points right now for Gryffindor
0: <laughs> yeah so Die Hard 1 is an amazing movie
1: yeah okay so now we're just naming awesome stuff about it right okay so let's okay. go
0: move to Die Hard 2 okay um parking attendant at the very beginning (laughs) come on it's christmas um that horrible little short guy um flight operator yeah yeah yeah. Who's the worst actor ever oh you mean the black dude yeah (laughs) oh he's okay he's all right no he's not watch it again he's the worst actor ever but that's a plus for me oh okay because i love everything he says
1: Okay, so a little full
0: house esque on that on that guy in respect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like him. Ironically, okay. Um, uh I, I think they do more creative things because they have more space in the airport. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah. So they have to get the airplanes down. That adds a little bit more tension.
1: Yep, I kind of like the weird janitor guy mm-hmm. that he, that like all his stuff is filed mm-hmm. under weird. Yeah, yeah. Weird names like the maps and stuff. Yep, everything about like I I think it's sweet when um. When Miles Edward O'Brien, um, the the captain of uh, of that plane, right? I mean Edward O'Brien from from Star Trek: The Next Generation. Yeah. he's the engineer. Mm-hmm. But on the plane, I don't know what his name is.
0: Who cares?
1: <laughs> right. But like like when they come, to, like that's a pretty dramatic sequence. Mm-hmm. And like when the when the plane is coming down and it's gonna land 200 feet uh, yeah, higher yeah. than it should. Right. Actually, dude, when I was flying into Madison, it was like snowy storming. Yeah. And, like, every time it's snowy storming and I'm landing in a plane, so, like, once a year, like, I can't do anything but think of that scene. Yeah. Like, what, I'm like, what if their instruments are wrong? Yep. They can't see.
0: <laughs> no! <laughs> no! And then you cry. Oh, I like the part where he, um, he is on the ground in that jet and pulls the ejection yeah, seat. Yeah, dude,
1: that's sweet. That's awesome. Yep, that's, that's just, like, classic action movie, just, like, let's figure out how to get an ejector seat action. In right,
0: this. yep. Um, But I think the biggest bonus in the second one for me Mm -hmm. is there's snow.
1: Dude, for sure.
0: So as far as a Christmas movie, Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to say, and I'm going to stand by this, that Die Hard 2 is a better Christmas movie than Die Hard 1 because it happens in D.C. instead of California, Southern California. Yeah, good. So there's snow, and snow has a big – a winter storm has a big – it has a lot to do with the plot line. Yes. Um, yeah. So, Die Hard One could have happened anytime, right. but the winter storm plays such a huge part in the second one that it is pure Christmas to me.
1: Nice. That's I. I'll go with you. I love that. Oh, there with the snow. There's all those like snowmobile sequences that are pretty cool. Right. Ooh, one awesome sequence, dude, is when he uh, when he takes that machine gun and like. <laughs> He's he, they're shooting blanks uh-huh. and he just shoots the, the head of police or whatever. Yep. That's a pretty sweet scene. He
0: would have gotten shot though. What do you mean? Well if he's a, he's in a room full of policemen with a machine gun oh, right, and right, right. aims it at the police chief and pulls the trigger, right. he'd be dead. Yeah. Um and then he kills that one guy with an icicle through oh, the eye. Yeah.
1: Remember that? <laughs> yeah, we've talked about that before. Like if you were if somebody did kill somebody like that and it melted Mm-hmm. Like, what would what would the people think happened? Like, how would you do an autopsy like that? The perfect crime. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Now I'm scared. Somebody's going to listen to this. I and know. Like, don't get any ideas. Don't do that.
0: Yeah. That's a, a message from the Gomers. <laughs> don't kill somebody with an icicle through their eyes. Please don't. Yeah. All right, dude. So I think, for me, it's sequels both mm. are the better movie. Okay. Home Alone 2 and Die Hard 2 take the cake for me, this year at least. Okay.
1: Um, can't have your cake and eat it too. Um, even though both are on my hard drive, waiting to be watched again. Yeah. Um, I caved on Home Alone one in the first one, um, but I don't want to do that one on this, so okay. I'm gonna have to go with Die Hard two as well. Wow. Because I mean, you and I just actually kind of flipped through watching both these movies really <laughs> fast on my computer before recording. Yep. And just two just looks sweet. I know. And it has that ending of the plane. Like, do you think would that really happen with gas? Where you would light gas and it would go, it would follow the gas <laughs> no. up like 200 feet and uh-huh. then blow it up.
0: Do you know how hard it is to light anything on fire? Right. <laughs> Especially like a plane in the air from right. a little stream of gas coming down. Yeah. But, um, I mean, both the Home Alone movies and the Die Hard movies really don't hold much water when you try to do it scientifically. Yeah, for sure. But, oh, dude, well. they're both great. I know. Love them. Um, so there you go. Sweet. Our movie sequels co- discussion. Um, we're going to take a break Yep. in podcasting for a week for the Christmas season. Yeah, we quit. <laughs> no, sorry, this is it. <laughs> but I will tell you that we had some very interesting discussions today at P.F. Chang's Yeah. about oh, yeah. the future of the podcast and the marathon and things like that. So um, people can expect to hear from us again in the new year, mm-hmm. uh, and um, that'll be three weeks away from the half. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. So... Uh, lots Two of weeks exciting, for me. Yeah, lots of exciting things coming up. So um, we just want to tell people, Merry Christmas from the Gomers.
1: Yeah, Merry Christmas from both of us at Gomer 1, at Gomer 2, and the rest of the families that are in the peanut gallery.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. And don't forget our um, Monday survey. What is your New Year's resolution? We want to talk about that when we get into the New Year. And also, uh, we have a little bit of an Easter egg to end with, don't we?
1: Ooh, Dude. Because we never talked about the Star Wars Holiday Special.
0: I know. So instead, we're going to show it to you a little bit. Wookie porn. <laughs> 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 All right, dude. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And happy running.
2: how to sing. Well, I don't know if I can or do it. You see, it's rather complicated. But perhaps I can explain music if I try to sing you the explanation. You see, there's a kind of sound you won't find in your memory recall. When you add a note to one, you sounded just before, and another one after that, and then another three or more. And suddenly, you are singing notes galore. Oh no, Arthur! it's more. There's a kind of feeling when you sing a melody. And another person sings along in harmony. It's the loveliest thing that you can do to make your voice sound grand. These difficult things are the things you never will understand. If you could only give it a try and see through through. Yes, that's a good start. but try putting the notes where they belong. Again. Good, that's much better. But never give up till you know that you're singing a perfect song. We know that you can do it, that you'll get through it, R2. Your every friend is betting, there's a great duet beside you. Someone who does not know how to love. Could you teach him how to do it with a photograph? Or a diagram of the human brain or some such silly scheme? Never tickle this funny bone and watch him scream. <laughs> well, the same is true of music, as I think you see. It's a little more than someone saying, do, re, me. It's a little like jumping out in space with no firm ground below. The best that you have maybe up and away you'll go. The time is now, we're showing you how it's over to you. Your voice will pop like a feminine, Let's all sing together, r Come take that chance, that musical dance, no time for review. And with those what you're bringing us, we all will be singing with you. Now you try it, r Oh, r I knew you could do it. I knew it again. Now get your circuits together, are you ready? Take a solo!